The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. And sound effects make radio cool. Thank you. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. If you need to get the headlines, do yourself a favor, read the Bible. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we tend to be more sponge-like. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because I need to go somewhere Monday through Friday. I mean, i got to do something. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we don't care. For the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know what I'm talking about. Living life in a way where you have this absolute confidence, and then you start to kind of teeter a little bit, and then the Lord comes through, and you're like, yes, victory! And then the next second you go, okay, what's my next issue I need to worry about? Yeah, I'm sure I'm the only person doing that as well. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question... We don't want it to die of loneliness. You just got to reach out to us. It's not that hard. Now, we have have had people ask, and they want to know, can we send an airplane by with a little banner behind it to give answers? And the answer is yes, but not in this state, not for this show, and not at this time. What you can do is you can call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking. Talking to Captain Chris. Now, we've mentioned this before, but this is such a good one. I had to do it again. When you talk to Captain Chris, it's like getting an unexpected IRS refund. What? And then you will be... Yeah, as if that's going to (laughs) happen. I'm just saying, all right. The other thing here is that you can do is you can reach out to us by texting. You can text 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You send an email, david at he must org. That's david at he must increase.org. We're going to send you up to the website. A couple things to tell you ahead of time. Easton Scott is doing great. Wow. 
Kid has a surgery. He's doing so much better. It's like something happened. And we will just say to the Lord, thank you. That's what we're going to say. Also, I want to remind you that there are brochures available. And I know some of you are like, brochures? Because that means I'd have to share them with people. Now, you got to get the brochures, then watch the video, or watch the video, then get the brochures. Either way, and you'll find out there's zero pressure. Just put them in your car, put them with you. And if you come across somebody that's like, yeah, they really like it, then you give it to them. If not, don't worry about it. It's not that big a deal. Check it out on the website. And then the last thing we want to tell you is this. I can't steal the title of the song because somebody else wrote it, but money, money, money. That's a big deal, and it keeps the ministry going, so money, money, money. And then don't forget this one thing I want to tell you, uh, money, money, money. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Definitely a balloon being popped. What do you think? Whoopee cushion. Okay, whoopee cushion. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, bottom line, if you have a praise report or a prayer request, this is a great opportunity to do that, to engage with us. If you want to co- have collective faith working on something that you're struggling with or you need help with, let's do it. Let's put our faith together. If you've got something you want to share that the Lord's blessed you in, let's hear it so it can be a blessing for other people. If you've got a question about something exceedingly important like... How can anybody put barbecue sauce on a pizza? Then you just call us and we get into that discussion. The key here is just to be yourself, enjoy it. And remember, our goal is to encourage one another, to strengthen one another. We believe there are some excellent radio shows, excellent radio shows on this channel, on this station right here. And we encourage you to listen to those. And there are places on some of those shows where you get to share some of the frustrations. That's a good thing. It's just on this show, we need a little bit of the push you up and encourage you and strengthen you in the Lordy thing, too. And so we're doing that as well, if that makes sense. All right, let's go to prayer as we just had our July 4th holiday. Let's pray for our nation and also for Ukraine. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now and we thank you for our country. Regardless of what anybody says in the media or anywhere, we don't care, Lord. We are so thankful for the freedoms you've granted us and the grace that you've given us, the freedom to worship you and to do different things. You have given us high favor. Forgive us for ruining so many of those wonderful graces and despising them. Forgive us as a people. Have mercy on this nation. And we pray for Ukraine. We pray that there could be a peace and an explosion of the gospel and that the people that are sharing the gospel in Ukraine would be protected and that that entire country would have a revival. We lift these things up before you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, I hope everybody had a nice holiday. We uh, did our typical thing. We did not much on July 4th. We don't do a lot on July 4th. I'm just going to be honest about that but we did figure out that uh bert really he he doesn't mind about three quarters of the fireworks it's the other quarter (laughs) he wasn't that thrilled about but it's okay we got through it he did a good job we all had a, a great time together all right let's get into our text our text is in matthew 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 chapter six one of the most powerful elements of scripture here in matthew in the sermon on the mount one of the most powerful moments that take place for all humanity, the sermon that's been heard and read more than any other writing ever. Here it is, 
This is what Jesus had to say in verse 28, about halfway through in Matthew 6. He says this, Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. So the word observe is a classic word. It means to notice or perceive something and then register it being significant. In other words, notice what's going on and then process in your brain, this is highly important. That's what Jesus is talking about. Here is something significant. What is it that's significant? He tells people, look, I want you to observe the wildflowers of the field, how they grow. They don't labor. They don't spin thread. Okay, It's not that they're not in a lazy way. They just don't function in a way to save it up for a rainy day attitude. That's not a bad thing to save it up for a rainy day attitude. But you can tell the wildflowers don't freak out about it. That's what Jesus is talking about. Not that you don't save up. Not that you don't try and be a good steward. Not that you don't prepare for what's coming ahead. It's that you don't freak out about it. If the flowers ain't freaking out, why are you freaking out? And then the Lord is trying to communicate to us, look, this is, this is the truth. God still covers those wildflowers with his own glory. What? The glory of God is poured on those wildflowers. So Jesus is trying to make this illustration. Look, look, at, the, look at these flowers. They're just wildflowers. And yet your father pours upon them a grace and a goodness, and a way to take it. It's not like they're out there doing something. They're not out there building stuff. They're just wildflowers. That's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, observe how the wildflowers are field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. You know, they don't do anything. Yet I tell you what, even Solomon, even man's attempt to dress himself in the fanciest of clothes falls short of the splendor that God pours out upon these flowers. And then listen to what Jesus says. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and then thrown into a furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? That's the lesson. The lesson that Jesus wants us to observe is, God takes care of the wildflowers. God takes care of the grass. He takes care of all that stuff. But he didn't make the earth for the wildflowers or the grass or all that stuff. He made the earth for us as a gift. And we, observing what God has illustrated in nature, can understand if God cares that much about something that's here today, gone tomorrow, boo, 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 how much more does he care about us who are made in his image? created to fellowship with him. We were designed, created, brought forth by God to be in fellowship with God. And the Lord is trying to teach us by saying, eh, look, God the Father's taking care of the flowers. You're more important than flowers. Knock it off. That's what Jesus, you want Jesus being not, no, he's not. <laughs> it's not nice. 
that's illustration of saying, man, you guys need help. That's what the illustration is. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. When we get back, we'll look at the very powerful statement Jesus makes next. The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor, now I use that word with some reservation, having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. Okay, now that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called reverend Oliver White was on the show, and uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage. At least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said, he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three, three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian, any person who changes their convictions, their biblical Christian convictions, based on another family member changing their status uh, into a, a gay or lesbian lifestyle, and then that person then changes their Bible convictions to, uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right. I said it. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 
We're getting ready to offer up our first trivia question. Which famous warrior said, God trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. Which famous warrior said that? If you think you know the answer, you can call us at 972-445-0770. You can also text us, 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's the only hint you should get from that right there. Uh, I want to go ahead and do our DNA. We'll repeat it again. There's a famous Old Testament warrior. Of course, we're getting nicknames now, which is hilarious. Uh, What famous warrior said, God trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. And so you're thinking, which famous warrior? And then the only hint I gave you was that's in our email. (laughs) See, that's that's not a good hint. That's a good hint, right? Uh, Somebody ready to answer that trivia question? We are rolling already. That's how we do it. Send them on through. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Samson. Hey, Samson. How are you? Hey, good. All right. Here we go, brother. Which famous warrior said, God trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. Uh, It was a David Spoon. Oh, I mean, David (laughs) King. (laughs) Yeah, right. It was David. It wasn't David Spoon, though, but that's good. Good one, good, good, good one, good one. How you doing, bro? Hey, I'm I'm hanging there. Good. That's what you yeah. got to do. Good. Good. That, it's... Hey, I have a trivia question for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, which saint was a serial killer? Wait, say that again. Which saint was a serial killer? Which saint... Was a serial killer. Okay, I just serial professional killer. Serial professional. Which saint? So I know, I know you got to be thinking about Paul, but I'm trying to think if you're going somewhere else with this. Saul. So, so uh, I'm going to give you the floor. Who? Hello. Hello. Yeah. Who? Who? Oh, go ahead and answer. Oh, uh, it's, it was Saint Paul. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I really thought you were coming in with a Captain Crunch thing. So that's why I was trying to figure out where we were going on that one. Uh, I can give you another Crunch, too, if you want. Oh, you're too funny, brother. You're too funny. Good job. All right, brother. That was a good one. Oh, okay. All right, bro. I love you. Hey, could you say a prayer for me? Uh, I don't know what's happened to our internet and... Uh, and now we need to call the technician, and if they find something, then they're going to charge extra money. So just pray God's favor that there won't be any issue. All right, let's pray this. I got an idea to pray. Yes. Let, let's pray that. Pray, sure. Stand with me in this. Father, we come before you right now. Lift up our buddy Samson. He's going through a hard time on the Internet and stuff like that. You know what, Lord? We pray for favor for him and for our audience. For people in our audience to hear and to listen to this, that you would grant them favor in their situations and help them push through and see the hand of God with them. That's what we're praying, that you would be with us in all of our processes in Jesus' name. 
Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, bro. Oh, thank you. God bless. God bless. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. All right, there you go. Here we go. I want to go to this next one. This is so important because I, I haven't done a good job with this text, which is normal for me, but I want to point out something. So we were just talking about observing the wildflowers and how Jesus was like, I mean, really, they're flowers. <laughs> like my wife works with flowers, right? Now, I know some people in France are trying to have lawyers who are uh, trying to defend the feeling of grass in the fields because they feel that the grass might be hurt. But we can't deal with that lunacy right now. We have enough lunacy in our country. So the bottom line is look at what he says before. Look at what he says here and then pivot to the one point that he wants to bring to our attention. Above this text where he says, observe the wildflowers, he also says this, consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Which the answer is yes. So Peter should just sit down and take a break. And then he says, why do you worry about this stuff? And then he says this, and this is the pivot point for the entire Sermon on the Mount. You're going to think, no, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. It's like a Canadian conversation. Yeah, no, here, here's where it all comes down, right here. He says, if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown in the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, you of little faith? That, my friends, is the cornerstone right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount on what Jesus is trying to teach people about engaging with God as he is getting ready to prepare his life to be a sacrifice so that our redemption can be solid by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus is calling out to you and I and saying this, how could you not believe? How can you not have faith? In God. How many times has God saved you and I? How many things has have happened to in our lives that should have gone way worse and didn't? How many graces have slipped through with us not noticing that they're graces coming from God? And so Jesus, oh, those four words. You of little faith. But just so you can know, he teaches further on in the gospel uh, uh, multiple times about his disciples and their little faith. And he talks about the fact that the, ma- the faith only has to be that of a mustard seed. Some people would argue, well, that's the pureness of the faith. But I would not even disagree with that. But it's a very small amount of pure faith. And the idea behind all of this is Jesus is like going... How can you not believe? How can you look? And then his his appeal is look around you. Is that not an amazing appeal from God? Here, you want a testimony for a reason that you should have faith? Take a look at the canvas of the earth. Look at that canvas. Look at what God does. Look how he designs. Look how he integrates. Look how he protects. Look how he judges. Look look how he has mercies. Look how he has graces. Look how he sends rain on the just and the unjust so that he can hang out amongst them. Look. Observe. Consider. 
Because what we do, and what I do, I don't know if you guys do this, I do this, is I get so wrapped up in me and mine that I'm not hearing God scream between the landscape and the sky. It's like, and Jesus is like going, come on. I mean, I wish I could say that this was the way he did it with uh, a tremendous amount of authority. So I'm just going to give you my take on how Jesus approached this. Here's how I think Jesus did this from the David Spoon take. Give me a break. Take a look around. Look at how much God is doing. Believe. I mean, that's my take. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is his rebuke was in our teeny, teeny faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those who come to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of those who seek him. How's your faith? Is it active? Is it alive? Is it better than a whisper? Is it a way of life? We walk by faith and not by sight. Is it the way that you live your life? That's what Jesus is pointing to. And, and I know that we want to think, oh, it's so, so, so nice. It is so nice. Jesus goes, look, the birds, God takes care of them. Look, the flowers. Oh, wait, look, the grass. And he's like going, all those are taken care of by God. You too. He will take care of you. Oh, you of little faith. And this is verse 31. Don't worry. Saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? How are we going to survive? That's survival, by the way. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? All that. That's How are we going to survive? How are we going to survive with the gas prices where they're at? How are we going to survive with the rents going up? How are we going to survive with the mortgages doing this? How are we going to survive with the country going this way and that way? How are we going to survive? I don't know. I don't know how did humanity survive for 2,000 years before America was around. That's the question. And Jesus' response is, have faith in God. Do you not? Are we not aware that he knows what's going on? So my my whole my whole premise here is to communicate to you and to myself. Hey, we got to step up our faith. We got to step up our game of faith. Because we're playing a weak game right now. Instead of believing God for the greatest of things, most of us are just preparing for the other shoe to drop. It's just like Goodness gracious, that's the way that we think of God? No wonder people consider God Grinch-like. Because we're the forerunners who communicate that image. That's bad. we got to do better than that. God will take care of us and help us beyond survival. But as you know where Jesus leads to this, he says, there's something you need to do. You need to be active in? And we'll get to that the next time that we teach on Matthew. How about that for a tease? Okay, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Show break, top of the hour, don't go anywhere. Most of my life it feels like I've been Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. 
Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? By the way, I found out uh, just the other day, I know you don't know this, but I found out that I am one of the most hated uh, people in the United States of America and in the world. Did you know that? Uh, Because you're a middle-aged white guy? Let me help you out here, son. Let me help you out. Not only am I a middle-aged white guy. By the way, thanks for the middle age line. <laughs> thanks, pal. I appreciate that. I'm not uh, that far behind. Uh, okay. Well, that's not the point. The point is I'm also – ready? Ready? I'm also Jewish. Okay? So I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm Christian. So I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm conservative. I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm an American. Got a lot of people that don't like me right there. I mean, you see where we're going with this? And and I have a talk show. <laughs> so that's just, you put all those together. On my you got points, me left. Yeah, I love I, you, buddy. I mean, come on. You know, just because they love me doesn't mean that they're right. And just because they hate me doesn't mean they're wrong. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience.